Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Talk Billy D. Hey, how's everybody doing on this Monday morning? I hope your weekend was great. Uh, myself, 800-mile round trip watching basketball. I got to see uh, College of Idaho this this weekend. Uh, they're very good. They swept down in the southern Oregon region this weekend. They played uh, Oregon Tech Friday night, and then, uh, boy, they really got tested over at southern Oregon. They ended up winning by four, uh, but they're a very good basketball team. Uh, they're ranked number one in the country for a reason. Hey, today what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that uh, KCAC. That's the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference. I know it's a conference a lot of us have been watching. It's a tight race. Uh, you know, obviously you have Oklahoma Wesleyan in there. Uh, but uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan, Kansas Wesleyan, and Southwestern have have uh, battled, been battling all season. Uh, Donnie Bostwick's Eagles have been able to hold the advantage to this point. But we thought it was a good day to... Uh, take a few minutes and just go through in some detail that race and those teams and take a look at general in general at the KCAC. So early this morning, Coach Anthony Monson, he's the head men's basketball coach at Kansas Wesleyan. Those are the Coyotes. He gave us a call. They're currently two games back of Oklahoma Wesleyan. So why don't we start off by giving a listen to Anthony Monson. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got Anthony Monson. He's the Hen Men's Basketball Coach at Kansas Wesleyan. Thank you, Coach, for being on. Appreciate it. You know, there in the KCAC, uh, your Kansas Wesleyan Coyotes are locked in a tight race. Uh, I want to talk to you about that. But before I do, first thing I want to say is uh, congratulations. You reached 100 wins this season. By my count, you're at 117. You know, just talk about your time there at Kansas Wesleyan and how special it's been. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this place. It's It's been great um, to me. You know, when I took this program over, came over from Tabor as an assistant coach, and, and we had that place, you know, rolling pretty good. And, and Kansas Wesleyan had been struggling um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And, you know, just not having a whole lot of success winning um, at any, any level, really. Um, so there were some challenges when we first got here. I think we won 13 games my, my first year. And we've been able to kind of improve that win total every year since I've been here, except for I think I think it was the COVID year. That year was a mess. I, that's yeah. all those years I just want to forget about. No, I think, no I think Everybody does. So, um, and, and you know that kind of you know cultivated into last year when we we got 23 wins, which is the third most wins in school history. Uh, made the national tournament for the third time in school history, and we won our first round game at the national tournament. So, um, you know, it's been a slow process, um, not super slow, but. You know, like I said, when we got here, this was this was kind of rock bottom a little bit. But it's been fun um, to build this program up. Um, like any program, any coach will tell you, you know, you're only as good as your players mm-hmm. and your administration. And the administration's done a good job of supporting me and supporting the program. Um, they see what we're capable of doing. They give us the resources, um, and they keep improving the resources. And so, um, you know, if you've never been out to Salina, Kansas, uh, we have one of the best facilities in NAI too. Um, we just built box suites and everything else up here. Wow. And so, um, you know, we've got a really, really cool atmosphere. They they treat everything here like a Division One. You know, starting lineups, the, the pregame videos, 
um, you know, all that, you know, stuff that the guys love and I could probably care less about, but, mm -hmm. um, if I was a player, I'm sure I'd love it too. So, um, but yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it here and I've loved what we built and we've built something that, um, you know, has been stable for a number of years now. And that's what excites me the most. You know, you grew up in Minnesota and then, uh, you played a couple of years up at Brainerd. Then you went down, <laughs> as you mentioned to Tabor, you played two years at Tabor. You were all KCAC. Uh, so you've got some pretty deep, uh, KCAC roots, uh, just talk about that conference and what it's like to play and coach. It's a, it's a pretty tough conference, isn't it? Yeah, and it's only gotten better. And, and you know, I, I turned 40 this year, so I, I feel old, but I'm sure a lot of people say <laughs> you're not old at all. Um, but but what, I, what I can say is I'm probably the oldest guy in this league um, because when I played in 03, 04, which was my first year at Tabor, I started coaching right when I got done. So I've seen every KCAC team since 2003 in this league. Right. Um, and I've seen every champion and everything else. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, the KCAC wasn't wasn't a, a great league back when I played. Um, you know, we were a two-bid league. Um, we were never going to get in at large. Uh, you know, when we go to the national tournament, I mean, I, I, I think it's called College of Idaho now. They're called Elbertson, right? Right, if I exactly. remember right. Yep. Um, my first year, that's that's who we played at the national tournament. They, they kicked our tails, by the way. Um and, you know, it was more just you were happy to get to the national tournament. Right, and, right. and now, you know, last year for the first time in school history, we sent three, uh, four teams to the national tournament, and we went three and one in the first round. And, and Southwestern had a heck of an effort and almost knocked off Indiana Tech. And then, you know, we fast forward to the next round, they, they matched two of us up together. And so, you know, we were still able to send two teams um, to the round of 16. And, and that's what, you know, everybody combining divisions now. And so, the level of basketball at the KCAC has dramatically increased since, you know, the early 2000s. Um, you know, we're going to the national tournament now looking to compete as opposed to, I think it was just, we're happy to be there. Exactly. Um, and, and if you won one game back then, you know, that was like, you were rock stars. Week, right, exactly. So, um, no, you're you know, right, we, though. That is a big mental change going from, we want to go there and win a game versus, no, we're going there to make some big noise. Yeah, and, and like I said, the teams, I mean, the coaches in our league are great. You know, uh, even at the bottom of the league, you know, last year Sterling was not good. Tabor struggled last year. Uh, they've got new coaches this year. Sterling has had a, a heck of a year. They've done a great job. Taylor's been more competitive uh, from top to bottom. Um, there's just no easy nights in this league. Uh, and like I said, it used to not be that way. It used to be like three or four teams, and then everybody else was just kind of, you know, okay. And so, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the coaches, uh, a lot of credit to probably administrations because that's a big reason why, you know, they're able to do what they do. They get the resources they need. And, and now being able to, you know, move to a higher level. And, and I'll say one more thing. The fact that we've added schools to this league, mm -hmm. um, and we'll add Evangel next year, which will make this league even tougher. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a dogfight. but that's also upped everybody's game too. And I think, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's the old saying with that. I think the way the KCAC has gone and, and how we've added teams and they've gotten better, um, that's one of the main reasons people are are, are not going to be content on, on getting beat every night. and They're going to up their game, and that's what they've done. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and uh, you're exactly right. Bringing Evangel over is just going to make it make it even tougher. You know, the, the race this season in the KCAC, a lot of eyes on it. Uh, you, everybody's trying to battle it and claw up, uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan's held serve so far. Southwestern, uh, got surprised at Ottawa the other day. That could happen any given Saturday. You know how that goes, yep. uh, but you're only two games back from Oklahoma Wesleyan. Uh, you've got some key games coming up, you know, 
talk about that race and how you keep the guys focused on what's in front of them and not what Oklahoma Wesleyan's doing. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma Wesleyan's kind of for my guys. They've been a thorn in our side. Um, we played them five years in a calendar year, five times in a calendar year oh. this past year. Um, and Donnie is one heck of a coach. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and I appreciate him every day except for game day. Um, and, and But, you know, you're right. Like, you can't worry about what they're doing. What, what I tell my guys all the time is we got to focus on the task at hand, and we don't have to be the best team in the KCAC night. We just have to be better than the team we're playing. And that's true for any game that you're playing. Like, you don't have to be the best team in the country even once you get to the national tournament. It's got to be better than that team that you're playing that night. And as long as you're doing that, you're probably going to win a lot of games. So we, we have a standard here um, that we we, we kind of live to, and, and it's it's a little bit in depth with some things. But I tell them all the time, we're, we're not lowering our standard because you guys want to. Um, and, you know, Wednesday night, you know, we got kicked pretty good. We were night. I, my, my fourth child was born on Wednesday morning, so I don't even know if I was functional for oh, that wow. game uh, that night. And it was a rivalry game, so – um, but my guys have been resilient all, all year. You know, we lost twice and both times that we lost, lost we, we bounced back in, in a big way. And so um, this is still a fairly young team that I have this year. Um, and, and, you know, they're still learning, but they're now, they, they're now understanding what it's like to have a target on their back. That wasn't the case for a long time with Kansas Wesleyan. Even when we started to get better, you know, they were like, okay, they're the team that can kind of knock off anybody, but I don't know if they're really a threat. And, and now, you know, we're adjusting to getting everybody's best shot, and, and we're even getting teams at, you know, the top of the top 25. You know, they're giving us their best shot because they know if they don't, you know, we, we've got a good shot of beating them. So this race is extremely tight. There's still eight games left. Um, a lot of stuff can happen. Um, I know we're in a good spot. Um, you know, us in Southwestern, unfortunately, only play once this year with, with the way the schedule is. And so, um, you know, that, that game's already happened. But at the same time, you know, um, we still got eight teams left to play, including tonight against Friends University. And so, you know, that's kind of where our focus is, is just one game at a time and, and understanding what it's like to have a target on your back. You know, Coach, I know you uh, you have a strong defensive philosophy and you want to defend the ball. But like I said before we started, it's one thing to say you want to defend, but it's another thing to hold teams under 40% the way you do and then pound the boards and not rebound people by 14. What is it that you do, that you bring, that you believe make, makes you tougher on defense and, and hitting the boards like you do? You know, I think it's just consistency with how you guard. I think a lot of teams, when they go into playing somebody, well, we got to defend this, and how are we going to guard this, and how are we mm-hmm. going to handle this? And, you know, if you go talk to my guys, we're going to guard a flare screen the same way every single time. We're going to guard a ball screen the same way every single time. We're going to guard, you know, stagger screens and pin downs the same way every single time, and we build our system that way. And we're consistent with it. So we know exactly what we're giving up and we know what we have to do to take that away. And so, you know, it's kind of the whole kind of Tony Bennett philosophy and we play a lot of pack line defense like they do. And, and that's where our defense is built. Um, we're not adjusting to teams. They're going to adjust to us um, defensively. And, and so for us, like I say, it's, it's, it's drill work every single day and it's annoying. I know my guys hate it. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're like, Coach, man, can we play some offense? And I'm like, yeah, we, we'll get there at some point. Um, but it, it, it's just that's the tone you set um, from day one. And I had, a, I had a coach one time tell me that whatever your first practice is of the year and whatever your focus is uh, um, in that practice, that will be what your team's identity is this year because that's when your team is, is the most focused, day one. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to be an offensive team and you start working on transition – 
probably a good chance you're going to be really good at transition all year because that was your that was your starting point. Well, for us, it's the defensive end, and you know we've just been able to build it that way. And it started that way um, not because I was a defensive guy. My my college coaches will tell you I didn't play a lick of defense. <laughs> um, it started that way because it was the only way I knew to make us competitive right off the bat because I knew we didn't have the studs to get into horse races with. Um, and so we had to find a way to grind out games, and if we could get really good defensively. Um, we could we could be in a lot of games and put pressure on their team, and when they made mistakes, if we could capitalize, we could win games, and that's what we've done. And it's just gotten better from there. Coach, I want to ask you about a couple of your players. I mean, let's start with that six six guy from Newton, Kansas, sophomore Alex Littlejohn. He's uh, fifteen points a game. Talk about pounding the boards, twelve rebounds a game. He's shooting over fifty percent, forty one from three. You just talk about his play. Yeah, first of all, he's one of the goofiest kids you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> like. If you would drop what 15 and 12 looks like as a basketball player, this was not what you would come up with when you when you would see him <laughs> in person. But then you get him on the court um, and you get him a little bit mad and all of a sudden he just takes over. And he's got a little bit of, of swag to him. He's got a little bit of grit and toughness to him. What he's got a lot of is he's got unbelievable feel and a nose for the ball. And, and I think that's what all great rebounders have and guys who are really good they don't play the game. They understand the game. And, and Alex is one of those guys who understands the game. And, you know, luckily for us, he's on our team. Um, you know, he cleans up a lot of stuff for us on, on both ends of the floor. Um, even the other night against Bethel, you know, he only had, I think he had 12 and 12 or something like that. He was in foul trouble the first half. But if you watch the second half of that game, he's making everything happen. And all eyes are on him. And he's adjusting as a sophomore to be in double team. That, that doesn't happen a whole lot to sophomores. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and he's, he's finding ways to still get the job done. And so he's an ultimate competitor. Um, I love the kid to death. Uh, he works his tail off. Um, he goes to pottery class with, with the guys on the team after practice, which is completely weird and everything <laughs> else. But, so that's where that goofballness comes from. But, um, you know, I think that's also where the – the humbleness comes from too. You know, on the court, you know, we're we're a team. Off the court, we're a family. And so, um, he he epitomizes that. Comes from a great family, and uh, you know, he just he knows how to win. You know, a couple other guys I was going to ask you about. One is Easton Hunter. He's he's not your top scorer, nine points a game, but boy, he really delivers the three when you need it, doesn't he? Yeah, and I wish he would shoot more. <laughs> so yeah. him and Alex are like our best friends, pretty much on the team. So. Um, Everything I say about Alex, I can say exactly about Easton. Um, and it's the same thing. Uh, you know, we're, he's finding ways lately to, to be more aggressive. He's not a guy that likes to force the issue, although there's times where we want him to force the issue. Um, and, and he's on pace to, to set the uh, career three-point percentage mark of over 40% at Kansas Wesleyan. And so um, he's on pace to do some really, really special things. Um, at the same time, he's a great, great defender. Um, and he doesn't get enough credit for it. Um, we put him on a lot of the team's best shooters, and he doesn't cheat a screen. He gets through everything, um, hands up, always on the catch. He's very disciplined in that. And, uh, you know, he was a state champion uh, quarterback in high school at a very good high school in Kansas. So he has that winning pedigree. He's got some toughness to him, too. Wow. Uh, and, and he's been able to start for me as a freshman, uh, which that doesn't happen a whole lot of places, too. And then uh, uh, a junior uh how do you say his first name? Murdoch's June. Yeah. June. 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 Okay. 12 points, three rebounds. Uh, the key talk about him, but these guys are all young. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
this group is actually back almost the entire group next year. Wow. Um, and so, you know, last year I knew we were going to be good last year. Um, I just didn't know like how good you're going to be because you're young and like, how are they going to handle that? And how long is it going to take? And it, it, it took pretty quickly. We had a little bit of slide come out of Christmas break. We had just too many, too many days off in between games and that threw our rhythm off, mm-hmm. uh, got our rhythm back and obviously finished the year pretty strong. But a lot of that has to do with June. Now, June was at Friends University, and his brother's my assistant coach right now. Oh, okay. Uh, and so Jordan Murdoch. And Jordan was an All-American at Friends, 30 points a game in the KCAC a couple of years ago, um, player of the year, one of the top scorers in NAI. And so um, and his dad, John Murdoch, I still believe is Missouri State's all-time three-point uh, shooter in school history. And so June comes from a basketball family. And what June is really good at is he manages a game as good as any point guard can. Um, and he doesn't have to score to do it. I mean, if you looked at a plus minus chart that we had at the Bethel game, he was 0 for 6 for the game. He was plus 28 for the game. Wow. And the guy went 0 for 6 and he's plus 28. Um, he was an NAI honor mention All American last year as, as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an unbelievable defender. Um, you know, he guarded Kevin Clark at Southwestern the other night in a big game and held him to 13 points. Um, and, and just was there on every catch, every screen. Uh, my big guys love him because they never have to guard a ball screen. Juno will get through the screen before they even have to help. Um, and, and so he does everything right that allows Alex and Easton and Tyus and, and T and all the rest of the guys on the team to do what they do. Um, and he sets the table for them all. And he's the most humble kid you would ever meet. Unbelievable family, unbelievable student. Um, I can't say enough about him, and he will never get the credit he deserves because he doesn't average 20 a game. Right. And he scored 30 in a number of games last year for us. And so he, he understands. I mean, he'll tweet out, Alex will have a big game. And this is my, my All-American tweeting this out, that Alex is a dog. Alex, people need to take <laughs> note. You know what I mean? Like, like June, you're the same guy. <laughs> you just play a different position. But that's when, when your best players are humble and hungry like that, um, and are able to control things like that. Uh, they're, they're the reasons why we're having success. I just get to be the guy that gets to sit back and watch it and, and try to put them in the best position to win. Yeah. And you get, well, this year isn't over. You're not, but you're going to get them all back next year. You know, I want to talk about this week coming up. I think this is going to be a, a key week. How did you, you're, you know, you really drew a good straw getting Thursday off this week. Yeah. You, uh, I guess that's what happens when you're the conference chair. So <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. This is computer generated. I will tell you that. So, so you guys, you guys, uh, you have to go to friends tonight. No easy task. Yeah. I don't care if they're three and no. 10. <laughs> that's no. not easy. Talk, no. talk about and, and, going on the road. Yeah. And, and that'll be tough, especially for June. Cause he was freshman of the year at friends. And oh that's home yeah. And, and so in Jordan's an all American at friends. So there's a little bit of uh underlying rivalry there. Um, that obviously we didn't create necessarily, but you know, that, that's how it is. And, and so, you know, they're going to be ready for us. Uh, coach Macbeth does a really good job. Um, their guys execute very, very well. Um, they probably screen better than any team that, you know, in, in the league on a consistent basis and they run their stuff. And so, um, you know, last year they came into here, you know, when we had that long layoff and, and they hit something like 12 threes in the first half and buried us and we, we weren't able to catch up. Mm-hmm. And so they're more than capable of doing that. Um, they got a really good score in Ian Connick. Uh, they got a good big in, in Tim Barberry and, and uh, freshman coming off from a press school in Christian Williams that, you know, he can really do some things for them and has played well. And so every night in the road in the KCAC, um, I know teams will look at their records. I, I would challenge other teams to come in our league and try to play some of these teams on the road and find out it is not easy. And, and I venture to guess 
it's that way in every league. It's yeah. not just the KCAC. It's every league. And you can't ever take winning for granted. It's hard. Um, you can have a great team, but, you know, you just have that off night one night. And, you know, next thing you know, that could be the loss that cost you. And so, you know, that goes back to your point earlier. You just got to focus on it one game at a time. Uh, understand what the road is. Understand you're probably going to have to be, you know, 10 to 12 points better on the road. And if you do that, you'll have a good chance of winning. Thursday night, I'm assuming you're going to be nestled in front of a TV somewhere. Bethel's going to yeah. be at Oklahoma Wesleyan. That I don't That's always a war. And uh, yep. Southwestern has to go to Sterling. Now, you mentioned Sterling, but I think they're one of the stories in the NAI this season. Uh, two wins last season, uh, and they're tough as nails, aren't they? I think they've got a three-game winning streak right now. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. They they went from not winning a league game, and, and you know, we, we don't know where anybody's going to finish. You know, we mm-hmm. could finish in sixth place for right. all I know. But for what they've done to this point, it, it is pretty incredible. And you know, it, it, sometimes it's just a, a different outlook. Um, they've added some new pieces, which has helped them, um, no doubt about that. But they've also got a bunch of pieces that were there, too. And he's done a good job of just kind of plugging and playing. And, you know, it'll be interesting. The second time around in conference play now, which we've just started, you know, it, it's not as easy to sneak up on teams anymore, you know. Oh, exactly, out, yep. You know, and, and so – you know, this, you know, you talk about why these games are so important. I think it's because everybody knows everybody now. Like, all right, like, they're for real. Oh, they're struggling, all right? We've got to be up for this, all right? They kicked us last time. You know, all those things now come into play. And so we're going to find out really quickly in the KCAC, you know, it, it, like that cream that rises to the top. I mean, that's going to happen here pretty quickly. And so I think the one constant we know is we know Donnie and Oklahoma West are going to be pretty good. So, um, and that's just because they've been good for a number of years. But at the same time, you know, teams like Sterling, nobody saw this coming. I'll, I'll tell you a team that's going to be scary down the stretch, I think, is Ottawa. Um, yeah. You know, they got that big win. Um, they, they've they won there for a number of years. They've been a very good program. Yes, they have. Um, you, know, you know, sometimes it just takes that one win to kind of to get your team on the right track. I mean, Bethany got a big win against us. Um, they're huge. They can guard. Um, you know, they don't shoot the best, but they're physical. You know, these are all teams Bethel. I mean, they've been in the Sweet 16 two years mm-hmm. in a row now. Um, and even though they don't have Jalen Scott right now, I mean, they're they're more than capable of, of, you know, going on a run here late too. So there's a number of teams in our league that, that could, you know, that are sitting maybe in that sixth or eighth spot, could easily end up, you know, as high as third, maybe even second, depending on how things go. Coach, what do the Coyotes have to do here down the stretch the last eight games to hang on uh, and, uh, you know, give Oklahoma Wesleyan everything they can handle? Well, we got to continue to play the games the way we've been playing them. We've got to get stops. Um, mm-hmm. When we don't get stops, our offense does bog down. We're not a great team trading buckets back and forth. Um, we're kind of a team that likes to go on runs okay. and put a lot of pressure on you with that. So, you know, our defense is going to be the key for us in our rebounding. And obviously that's something we've done very well um, this year and something that's going to need to continue to be well. I also think that, you know, our core guys, our studs, our, you know, our Murdochs, Little Johns, Easton Hunters, they're going to have to raise their game and they're going to have to continue to be consistent for us on a nightly basis. Um, and we're going to have to find a way to stay healthy too. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. we one, one of the one of the last times we played friends here um, this past year, you know, it was a close game. Alex didn't play. Um, in that game and so you know they they gave us all we could handle and you know if you don't have a certain guy on the floor that you're used to doing a lot of things with you know and he gets hurt banged up with something you know that could cost you too there so 
Um, you know, we're not trying to rock the ship. Uh, you know, when you're 18 and two, you're kind of like, we need to tweak some things, but I don't need to, to tweak a whole lot right now. You know, I, I need my guys to understand we're good. We, if you're a coach who's constantly changing things, I think your team starts to wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, coach, why are we making all these changes? Right. Um, and, and so we're trying to do exactly what we've been doing, but get better at it. Um, find ways to, you know, get better at the defensive end, find ways to rebound even better, find ways to get our guys the ball in positions on the floor where they can be successful. And, and so if we can do that with the depth we have, I, I really like our chances. And then, you know, you obviously get to the national tournament. It's sometimes luck of the draw and whoever's hot at that time. Well, Coach, all eyes are going to be on uh, the KCAC down the stretch here. As I said, it's one of the, one of the most competitive conferences it's a fun race to watch, uh, some great teams. So want to wish you luck going down the stretch here. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time to reach out to us. Um, you know, like I said, Kansas Western doesn't get a whole lot of attention just because we haven't been very good. And so, um, you know, I love the fact that, you know, people want to talk about our program and hear what we have to say because I, I do think we got a, a special group here this year. Yeah, well, we, we're going to try to get you back on as this thing gets gets a little hotter. I know, you, I know you're not looking ahead, but I looked ahead and I saw there's a game coming up against a – another team that might get in might be interesting in about 10 days yeah i don't i you know what i tell him all the time can i stop seeing you like can you just go away (laughs) i love him to death he's a great guy but i told him at the national trust i just can't get away from you like you just leave (laughs) well thanks so much coach for uh uh, giving me a few minutes the first time i've been able to interview and i look forward to talking to you again soon i appreciate it okay thank you that's uh uh coach Anthony Monson, he's a head men's basketball coach at uh, Kansas Wesleyan. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate Coach Monson taking some time. This is game day, of course, uh, taking some time this morning to uh, give us a call. So thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate that. You know, in first place in the KCAC, obviously, is Oklahoma Wesleyan. Up to this point, they, they've they held off uh, all contenders. They're 14-0 and there in, in conference. Let's take a look at that team. You know, they do it, I always say they do it the old-fashioned way, but they hold teams to 38% shooting, and they're shooting 48% themselves, but that's really quite the feat to hold anybody consistently under 40%. Uh, They hold teams to under 30% shooting the three. They're not going to win a three-point shooting contest with anybody, but they're going to defend you, and then they're going to frustrate you on the boards. They pound the boards. They out-rebound by almost 12 rebounds a game. Uh, they get 18 assists a game. Uh, they've really been hitting on all cylinders. Uh, Jaden Litsky, he really makes that engine go. 16 points a game, 7 rebounds, shooting almost 70% from the field. Caleb Stokes, everybody knows about him, 12 points a game, 6 rebounds. Uh, Brandon Bird, 12 points a game, 6 rebounds. He's shooting 41% from 3 and 52% from the field. For the Eagles, it's Every night, there's a you know when you look at the stats, it's not like one guy's always going to load it up. It could be Bird, it could be Derek Talton, could be Caleb Stokes, Litsky. They just they just play very very hard, and they as I said, they have 18 assists a game, and they really share the ball well. Let's take a look over the next few days what Oklahoma Wesleyan has going, see if they can hold that lead there in the KCAC. So Oklahoma Wesleyan, they're coming off a win. Uh, at home over McPherson, 70-53. to 53. So tonight, they're going to host Bethany. On Thursday, uh, they host uh, Bethel. Next Saturday, they host Friends. And then on February 1st, big showdown 
Uh, they're going to host Kansas Wesleyan. So the first thing that jumped out to me is Oklahoma Wesleyan has a big homestand here. Uh, and they, if they can hold on at home, uh, they're a very good shot at going forward and winning that KCAC. But there's some teams that got something to say about that. So we already talked about Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, Southwestern, uh, they're in third place there, 10-4 and four right now in KCAC, 16-4 and four, uh, overall. The Mound Builders, they're, a, they're another team that defends pretty well. They hold teams to about 40, 41%. They hold teams to less than 30% from three. They rebound by 10 rebounds a game. They're coming off a, a road loss at Ottawa on Saturday. I know that has to have them a bit frustrated. But let's dig in and take a little bit closer look at Southwestern. Of course, uh, Kevin Clark, that's Kevin with a C, C-E-V-I-N. And I hope I always say his name. I just assumed that. Anyway, 21 points a game, three rebounds. He's shooting 44% from three. Uh, he's he's really playing very, very well for Southwestern. Dang Bull, uh, almost 16 points a game, six rebounds. He shoots 55% from the field. And then Jarvis Jennings, 11 points, three rebounds. Southwestern coming up here. As I said, they fell at Ottawa on Saturday, 74-72. Tonight, they're going to host St. Mary. Thursday, they're going to go to Sterling. We'll talk about that a little bit later. On the 28th, Saturday, they're going to host Tabor. That's going to be their pink night there. And then on February 1st, they're going to be at York. So I just mentioned Sterling. Sterling right now is 8-5 and five in conference, and they're 12-7 and seven overall. I think it's been uh, missed because of all the teams and all the games. But Sterling won two games last season. You know, they were a young team. They struggled through. Uh, but they've really improved this season. They've won three in a row. They're coming off a win at Tabor, uh, so they're they're playing pretty good basketball right now. Sterling is one of those teams that doesn't really pound you in one area. Uh, they just are good in all areas. They'll, they'll hold you down to 42% shooting. You're only going to shoot about 32% from three. They'll out-rebound you by three or four rebounds a game. Uh, and they're, you know, you might get a couple more turnovers off them, but for the most part, they take pretty good care of the ball. Uh, Cedric Rollerson, 16 points a game. He's shooting 43% from three. Darian Reed, he's at 13 points a game, four rebounds, and then he's got two assists per game. So Sterling has coming up, the, as I said, they just came off the win at Tabor. So tonight they're going to be at York, and then Thursday, they host Southwestern, and that's a trap game for Southwestern. Uh, they got to go to Sterling, who's playing very good basketball. And then on Saturday, Mc, they uh, they go to McPherson. So Sterling's still trying to climb up in the standings, and just keep an eye on them. Uh, they definitely could surprise some people down the stretch here the next few games. Next in conference is Bethel, uh, the Threshers. They're 8-5 and five in conference. They're 10-8 and eight overall. Bethel is a strong historical program. Uh, they'll definitely give people trouble here down the stretch. Uh, they're not done yet. So far for Bethel this season, they've had trouble shooting the ball. They're only shooting at 44%, uh, and they, they've been getting out-rebounded. If they can clean those two things up down the stretch here. And another thing, they've really struggled at home. They're 3-5 they're and five at home, 6-3 and three away. It, I'm sure there's reasons for it, but it always surprises me. When I see teams are are struggling just a bit at home. But Clifford Bird, the second, 15 points a game, six rebounds a game. 
Uh, Bryant McCoby, 15 points a game, five rebounds. And Harper Jonas, he's uh, 10 points a game, five rebounds. Down the stretch here for Bethel, they're coming off a loss Saturday to uh, Kansas Wesleyan at home. They lost 79-62, so tonight they're going to host Avila. And then on Thursday, uh, they travel to Oklahoma Wesleyan. Uh, that's a game you're going to want to mark down. And then Saturday, they'll host Ottawa. York, they're right there in the middle of the standings. Uh, they're 7-6 and six in the KCAC, 9-10 and 10 in conference. Uh, York has, uh, they've played pretty well. Uh, they're, they shoot the ball well. Uh, they're out-rebounding teams uh, by about one rebound a game. They're a solid team. Uh, they just haven't been able to get over the hump and get out of the middle of the pack. Uh, Brent Clark for them, 18 points a game, five rebounds. He's a very good ball player, as well as uh, Eric Talton. He's another one to watch, 14 points a game, three rebounds. They both performed well for York. So for York coming up, uh, they just, they're just they coming off a win on Saturday. They beat St. Mary 85-78. That, that game was at St. Mary. Tonight, they're going to host Sterling. That'll probably be a pretty good game. And then Thursday, they're going to travel to Tabor. Bethany, another one just packed right in the middle, 7-7, seven and 11-9 seven, and nine overall. Bethany is, they're a good defensive team. They're going to hold you down to about 40%. They're getting uh, beat on the boards. That's kind of been the chink in their armor so far this season. Let's look at some of their key players. Justin Brookins, uh, 19 points a game, four rebounds. Solomon Clayton, uh, he talk about hitting the boards, but he's at 17 points a game and he's getting seven rebounds a game. So Bethany moving forward here, they are they're coming off a win. They just won at Avila 79-68 on Saturday. Tonight they host Oklahoma Wesleyan, and then Thursday they'll be at Avila. Ottawa, uh, they're six and seven in conference, nine and ten overall. That's another historically strong program. Uh, this season, they've just really struggled shooting the ball. Uh, that's kind of been a bugaboo, and then they're getting outboarded as well. Uh, but they got a couple of guys, DeAndre Buggage, uh, 17 points a game, three rebounds. Uh, Tristan Hull's playing very well for them as well, 16 points a game, six rebounds. And then Ty Bland, he was shooting 38%. He's shooting 38% from the, for the season from three, but he's shooting 44% in conference. I always try to take note of that. When when conference starts, guys' percentages either go up or down, and it tells you a lot about that player. To me, it usually indicates a guy who thrives on competition. McPherson, uh, they're 5-9, and 10-10 and 10 overall. The story with them so far this season, they've just really struggled shooting. They're shooting 39%. But they've got a couple of key guys. Owen Braxmeyer, he's a player to watch. 13 points a game, 7 rebounds. And Antonio Watson, uh, 12 points a game, three rebounds. So coming up for McPherson, uh, they got they just fell to Oklahoma Wesleyan at Oklahoma Wesleyan, 70 to 53 on Saturday. Uh, tonight they'll host Ottawa, and then on Thursday they'll be at St. Mary. Uh, Tabor, they're four and ten, seven and thirteen overall. Tabor's been getting good play out of Thatcher McClure, 13 points a game, six rebounds as well as Austin Hilton, another player to watch for them, 12 points a game, four rebounds. So Tabor, uh, they just came off a loss at at home against Sterling. Sterling beat them 71-59. Uh, they don't play tonight. Thursday, they host York. And then Saturday, they have to go to Southwestern. 
friends, they're 3-10, and 4-15 and 15 overall. For friends, Ian Connick, he scored 14, 15 points a game, 4 rebounds. Tim Barberi, 11 points a game, 9 rebounds. Those two have played very well. So friends, they're just coming off a loss at Bethel, 82-66 on Saturday. And tonight they will host Kansas Wesleyan. Avila, they're... Uh, 3-11 in conference, 4-15 overall. For Avila, a couple players to watch. Craig Jordan, 12 points a game, 5 rebounds. And Tyree King, 10 points a game, 3 rebounds. So Avila, uh, they're coming off a loss at home against Bethany, 79-68. And tonight, they're at Bethel. And St. Mary, they're 1-12 in conference, 5-14 overall. Uh, they're they're coming off a loss to York at home, 85-78, and tonight they go to Southwestern. Key players for uh, St. Mary have been Deshad St. Martin. He scores 15 points a game, 7 rebounds, and Joey Schultz, 10 points a game, 5 rebounds. So the conference teams either have 8 or 9 games left, I think some have not yet. Some have nine, some have eight. So it's getting down to crunch time, but that's still plenty of room for teams to make a run. Bethel only has five losses. Sterling only has five losses. And of course, Southwestern has four. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan is going to get tested a little bit moving forward here. Let's take just one moment and go over the schedule again and talk about the key games coming in the next week or so. So in the KCAC over the next week, this is what we need to watch. So Oklahoma Wesleyan has to go to Bethany tonight. Bethany is 7-7. and It's a road game, and anything can happen in a road game. Ask Southwestern. Uh, Kansas Wesleyan tonight, they're going to be at Friends. Uh, They're two games back from Oklahoma Wesleyan right now. And Southwestern, they host St. Mary. And Southwestern is two games back of Kansas Wesleyan, four games back of Oklahoma Wesleyan. Thursday, Key day in the KCAC. Bethel, who's eight and five, they're going to Oklahoma Wesleyan. Always a uh, a big game. Always a, they they those two teams play each other tough. Watch that game Thursday. Southwestern has to go to Sterling. We've already mentioned Sterling's playing good ball right now. They're on a three game winning streak. Thursday's going to be an important day in the KCAC. Next Saturday, Avila goes to Kansas Wesleyan. Avila's three and eleven. They're at Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, Tabor, 3-10, and 10, they go to Southwestern. Those Kansas Wesleyan and Southwestern have to hold serve at home. Oklahoma Wesleyan next Saturday has to go to Friends. I don't care if Friends is 3-10. and 10. Oklahoma Wesleyan has to go to Friends. Friends has given Oklahoma Wesleyan trouble down through the last few years. So that game is not a gimme. There's plenty of time left, as I said. Uh, watch this KCAC. It'll be fun. Hey, I really appreciate... Coach Monson taking the time to be on. I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. I say it all the time, but you got to get out to these NAI basketball games. Things are getting intense. I don't care if you're cheering for a team or you're just going to watch. You're going to be really entertained. These athletes are right now. They're in, everybody's in prime shape. Everybody's playing for the gold, and uh, these games are very intense. And you definitely get your money's worth. And why do you get your money's worth? know why because nai basketball is the best entertainment value in america